The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beautiful people? This is the Bear of Texas. Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's proudly welcome back my good friend and my mentor in beautiful and sunny Southern California, Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Adams. What's going on, Steve? It's been too long. Well, it's nice to get back to talk with you again. I know we both have been doing a little bit of traveling lately. We were both in the Sunshine State for a little bit for you for uh, professional reasons, uh, me for a uh, little vacation with the wife. Um, so it was nice to be in Florida, but uh, nice to be back in L.A. now, too. So um, awful lot going on over the past weekend. Yeah, especially in soccer. Uh, but the first thing we're, we're going to start off with is the sacking of Jose Mourinho. I think it was probably overdue. Um, I mean, the the club for the last two months has really underperformed, woefully underperformed. And, um, you know, uh no hardware to show for it. It's it's kind of interesting that the bosses at Tottenham waited uh, the week before the League Cup final because Tottenham was there set this coming weekend to play Manchester City. And, you know, this was going to be Jose Mourinho's big chance to win some type of hardware, you know, even if it was just the League Cup. But, I mean, hey, you know, it's still something. But, um now uh, he will not be in charge when Spurs take on the Citizens this coming weekend for the League Cup. I mean, you know, it, it's really sad, too. You know, he's only been in charge, I think, for about 18 months, and it's actually the first club that Mourinho has managed for more than 20 games and not winning a trophy. Yeah, and interesting to note, too, that the guy that he uh, replaced, Pogatino, as now, since he's taken over at PSG after uh, Tuchel was given the door, you know, now he's got PSG in the, the semifinals of the Champions League. And then uh, after this past weekend, PSG is only one point behind Lille uh, in the French League on. So um, Pochettino has done very well since leaving Spurs. And, um, you know, the special one, not so special anymore. I mean, I think it sort of uh, is leading maybe a little bit of credence that, you know, maybe the game has passed the special one by. 
Um, I don't know of too many top flight clubs that are really going to take a, you know, write the check for Mourinho. Um, and I don't think Mourinho's ego will allow him to take a job at a lower tier side, which, you know, then leads to the question, will some country take him on as a national team manager? You know, that's certainly something too. But, um, but I also think too, uh, Mourinho could probably make pretty decent coin just being a pundit on the, the weekends. I mean, he's very well-spoken. He has an opinion on everything. So I don't think he's going to be on unemployment for too terribly long. It's just going to be interesting to see where he lands next. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, I think by any stretch of the imagination, I think he failed at Tottenham. I mean, it's it's sad too because based on his success, his resume, you know, what happened at Tottenham, how his tenure went. I mean, that's pretty humiliating for the guy. But and like you said, you know, I'm sure like he can't stay unemployed for long. Uh, there's a chance he could go back to Italy and manage in the Serie A, or I mean, I'm sure there's doors open for him. But but you know, honestly, at the end of the day, he kind of has the last laugh because every English every English club, and we he got sacked at Real Madrid. I mean, he got a huge payday out of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think that you know he he'll land on his feet somewhere. But uh, any discussion of him being a really really top flight coach anymore, I I really do think the game has passed him by. It's a shame. It's a shame too because you know, you, you, and I knew this would happen. You know, at first he starts off strong, and I predicted this that it's not going to take long for things to go from good to all of a sudden things are starting to go bad, and it's only getting worse. So I, I knew this would happen. But um, you know, but when did we think that Jose Mourinho? getting sacked would be the number two thing on the news. The The bigger issue coming out now of this proposed European Super League, uh, this has a lot of soccer pundits talking uh, over the last 24 hours. It does. And, you know, and I did an episode on this, and, I'm, and, you know, and I needed a second opinion because, you know, I had a, another soccer expert, and, I, and I'm glad to have you back on this one as well because we need all the opinions we can. But, you know, what, what, what I said, everything, I said, if this is a situation that can benefit the club, the players, and everybody, then then maybe it can work because, you know, I'm not for it or against it because I don't know everything. Like, you can't make a decision. You can't be convinced until you know everything. But really, if it saves face, if it makes things easier just to keep it as is, then, that, then I'm all for it. I mean, I want what's best for the clubs, for the players, and, and for the sport. I hate it. Just flat out um, I absolutely hate this the majority of the talk uh, among you know fellow Liverpool fans I have not seen a single Liverpool fan who is happy with this uh, with this proposal um, I mean to me it's 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 pure greed this whole uh, this whole idea of just you know, the five or six really big clubs in England, plus like the big three from Spain, um, two or three of the big clubs from Italy to sort of make a Super League. 
which would pretty much destroy the domestic competitions, uh, would destroy the European Champions League as we know it. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's, there's going to be repercussions. I mean, they've already pushed, UEFA has already pushed back, and uh, the dates have been pushed back for all these semifinals that were supposed to happen for the, the Champions League and the Europa Cup because who was involved in this? Well, in the Europa League, Man United, they're, they're involved with this. Arsenal, they're involved with this. Uh, in the Champions League, Real Madrid is involved with this. Man City is involved with this. Chelsea is involved with this. So you have, you know, the, the potential for major repercussions. I mean, will, will it come down to the end? Will PSG, who has decided not to be part of this consortium for the European Super League, would, would PSG end up by default winning the, the Champions League? And I think that would be kind of a Pyrrhic victory to win... A Champions League title without having to play a match. I mean, we're going to have to see how all this plays out, but um, I, I, I think it's just purely unmitigated greed from the top, and uh, I think it's going to be detrimental to most of the rest of club soccer uh, throughout Europe. See, and I and I'm glad, and I know where you're coming from. You know, you know, for me, like I said, the things I suggested yesterday. See, I, I said. If this is a situation where you see more interesting matchups, because you know I explained like the way I see it, like I'm sure the there's a lot of people that are tired of seeing giant clubs, you know, take on these smaller clubs because people get bored of it. I mean, and I know I do. I mean, I would love to see Real Madrid take on Chelsea more, take on Manchester United more. I would love to see all of that, but you know, and I explained like if this was the case where everybody makes money, like everybody can profit well and if it can help everybody then I'm all for it but but it really doesn't seem to be the case because like you said it's about greed and it, it, it's about you know taking a stand I mean you know it, it's 50 50 a lot of people are with this some are against it but but for me you know it, whatever I suggested it in the, if it benefits this whole thing I mean where I fully stand at the moment is you know let's not go with any drama let's not cause any drama let's keep things the way they are because you know it's been going like this for a while it's successful and more and more people are being drawn to it so why why would they want to risk all that and throw it in the trash well i mean in today's leeds and liverpool game i mean the leeds players were wearing t-shirts that were very much a thinly veiled shot across the bow at the Fenway Sports Group that owns the American Consortium that owns Liverpool, uh, it was a very thinly veiled shot across the bow at them. Um, so, uh, like I said, I think there's a lot that's still going to need to be talked about, but on the surface of it, I hate it. And most of the, most of, most of my fellow Liverpool fans are very much against uh, this as well. I think it would it would absolutely destroy the game and I just think that uh, will it be able to get done because basically UEFA and FIFA have both promised significant retribution to any player who is involved playing for 
any of these clubs in this proposed European Super League. Um, you know, you you have the potential for a lot of players to potentially be blackballed. Um, so, um, again, a lot to be paid, a, a, a lot to be played out on this, to be sure. That's why I honestly believe this this European Super League. You know, in my honest opinion, I don't think it's going to go through. Well, I hope it doesn't. I just think that with the logistics, I mean, it's just with the timing of the announcement, doing it right as you're just about to be doing the semifinals for, you know, the premier competition and, you know, the it's winding down towards the end of the season. Uh, in Spain, they've got an absolute three-way dogfight uh, between Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona. It's an absolute dogfight. You got three points separating those top three teams. So that's very much all to play for. Uh, Man City is likely going to win the EPL um, with Man U's win the other day. They made it a little more interesting. They're, they're now eight points behind Man City. But, um, but boy, I just... I just think that any talk of this um, European Super League, I think it's just it, it would just be disastrous for the game. You know, it's amazing how my eyes were open because after I did my recording, you, you know, I, I understand I did kind of rush it a bit, but I felt like because this is trending, you know, this is something you got to talk about. You don't want to waste any time, and I don't feel the same way I did when I talked last night with with my with the other soccer expert because I said. You know, if this might actually help the future of soccer, but based on all the research I've done today, I mean, that's clearly not the case. I mean, the regret was the information I read today was obviously not available yesterday, and and, I, and everybody understands that. I mean, everybody knows, you know, the situation. I mean, I got to get things out immediately, but 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 really, you know, people are taking it to the point where where soccer is dead. Soccer is dead. Well, and I mean, things change. Economics of the game have changed. Clubs have changed. Uh, I mean, teams that were major league powers in the in the early '80s, uh, teams like Ipswich Town, teams like Nottingham Forest in England. Uh, these are teams now. Ipswich Town is now in the third tier of English soccer. Nottingham Forest has been stuck in the second tier of English soccer for years. And, you know, it's, they're, they're not going to be coming back up to the premier league this, this year. So, I mean, you know, things don't always stay the same. I mean, in France, uh, Saint Etienne and Nantes who were big clubs in France in the, the seventies and early to mid eighties, you know, Nantes is very likely going to get relegated, uh, this year. And, you know, Saint Etienne really hasn't been a force in the French top flight in in many many years. So, I mean, I realize that you know the economics have changed and that it's not like what it was in the early '80s. But that being said, to go to a system that is basically going to make a handful of clubs even richer beyond anybody's wildest dreams and then what it would do for the rest of club soccer in Europe. 
would just be absolutely disastrous. You know, it's amazing how your knowledge of soccer, like you've been a soccer fan for so long. Like when you talk about these clubs that were dominant back in the eighties and now they're, you know, in the third tier, you know, you know, the, the league, like you said, you know, Nantes and San Etienne at one point were the powerhouses of league. Uh, and you know, there was a time where Marseille was the top, was like the top uh, team. And, you know, there was a time, you know, when Marseille was the top team, even Paris Saint-Germain was, was average to mediocre. Yeah. No, when Bernard Tapie was, was running the show at uh, Olympic Marseille and they were, you know, went on their run of winning French titles, uh, lost one Euro final to uh, Red Star Belgrade, and then they upset AC Milan in 93 and still remain the only French club to, to win the Champions League or the Champions Cup. You know, that might change this year. With PSG, they may finally become the second club to, to lift that trophy. But at this point, Marseille is still the only French team to, to win it all. But um, but yeah, but it was but it was certainly huge news with uh, with the with, with the European Super League and uh, most most of what I have been reading and most of the feedback I've been getting from some of my fellow fans. None of it has been positive. It's all been very, very negative. And that's how I feel now. I mean, like I said, like I, m- more sources were out there, you know, and th- that's when, when you're a sports writer. When, when new updates are out, like you just make it your mission to read it immediately to to learn thing. And and with all this more this uh, uh, updated information, like yeah, I'm I'm not for it. Like, I mean, why? Like I said, why risk everything? Like why throw it all away and. You know, even FIFA going as far as you know banning players involved from uh, representing their na- their native countries. I mean, come on. I mean, just imagine all these French players who, who play for these uh, top clubs. They can't play for France. Well, same thing with England. I mean, that would be disastrous. There's there's a lot of countries that would be hit. Their national teams would be hit very very hard if uh, you know their players got blackballed. You know, and let's not forget, too, that, you know, a couple of the players for Liverpool, you know, Sadio Mane, he's a star with Senegal's national team. I mean, he's he's a very, very big thing for Senegalese fans as far as if, uh, if the Lions can someday, you know, come back, win another African title. You know, Mohamed Salah um, with with Egypt. I mean, what would be the ramifications uh, for Egypt's national team, a team that has won several uh, Africa Cup of Nations titles? Um, what would happen all of a sudden if, because he's participates in this ESL, would Mo Salah end up getting blackballed being able to play with, with Egypt? So, you know, it's not just you know, the really, really, you know, big tier one soccer countries, you know, the ones that are in the discussion for winning a Euro title, for winning the um, the World Cup, you know, the, the Frances, uh, Italy, Spain, uh, England, um, you know, now that they've de- developed uh, into a pretty good squad. I mean, you know, you look at, how many top flight players just on those top six English clubs, Man City, Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, um, the big three in Spain, 
Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, the Italian clubs like Juventus, you know, if Juventus were to decide to go on it. I mean, just right there alone, how many top-flight players uh, would have their international careers threatened if this comes to pass? I mean, at, at least a FIFA follows through on their threat, and I don't, I don't take the threat lightly. That's why, like, that's why I honestly believe it's not gonna happen because I feel like the players eventually they're gonna group together. They're gonna fight this. Like the players, like they know. I mean, I honestly don't believe the players are involved. Like the players want nothing to do with this. I feel like it's more from the management standpoint. I mean, I could be wrong, but but based on everything you said, I honestly doubt that the players are gonna allow the clubs to go through with this. Well, the players, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, their their ownership groups write their checks, you know, then they and they make a pretty darn good living off of what their clubs clubs pay them. Now that said, um, you know, it like I said, this is this is definitely not driven by the players. This is definitely driven by the folks in the back room, the boardrooms, um, and um, it it really amounts to a major league money grab, and um, it's also a thinly veiled uh, it's a thinly veiled middle finger at the let's say the the English FA. It's definitely a challenge to the English FA. It's definitely a challenge to UEFA. Absolutely well said. And, and, and I like how you, you specified that. Like, yeah, the players, they answer to the management. Like, yeah, the management owns their checks. That, that's why I would tell FIFA, look, this whole thing is bad, but, you know, punishing the players, it's not the right thing to do because, like, like you just said, I mean, the players, you know, have to do as they're told. Like, it's not like they want, you know, they say, yeah, let's totally do this. I mean, it, like you said, if you, you're part of the club, your hands are tied, like, you do as you're told. That's the, that's the deal. It's become a very, very expensive game of chicken between these, you know, 12 to 15 rogue rich clubs and the football associations for these different countries and UEFA and you can throw FIFA in. This is this is a huge huge deal. Um and the ramifications to the sport are just massive at this point. This whole thing is just so out of control. But to wrap up the Super League talk, you know, as of today, I'm not in favor of it at all. And, and it, it, based on what you said, you opened my eyes even further, Steve. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say, I want to get a little bit of a, you know, we haven't, <laughs> it's been a while since so we've had a little Champions League discussion. So are you excited for the semifinals? Well, I was happy for the semifinals to be coming along until all this ESL stuff. But, yeah, some interesting matchups with that. Um, you know, I think uh, PSG dumping uh, Bayern Munich was certainly the really huge news out of the, the quarterfinals. Was not super surprised that uh, Liverpool pretty much went out without a whimper. Um uh, against Real Madrid. Real Madrid played really ring smart, very savvy return leg at Anfield. 
Uh, they got the 0-0 result. Uh, Liverpool had a few whiffs at net, but they just couldn't put anything away, which has kind of been their story for this very disappointing season for them. Uh, possibility of a all EPL Europa Cup, possibility of an all European Champions Cup. If Chelsea and Man City are able to get past their opposition, and then if um, if Arsenal and Man U are able to get past uh, their semifinal opposition, so possibility, you know, kind of like a couple years ago when Chelsea and Arsenal met uh, in Baku, Azerbaijan for the Europa Cup final, and then uh, Tottenham and Liverpool played for the Champions League a couple years ago. So, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe a replay of that. I'm really hoping Man U can, you know, finally bring in some hardware because, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, is still, like, you know, being ridiculed over the fact that he's yet to win a title. So I'm really hoping that they can finally take it this time. Well, Roma has been playing some very good ball. Villarreal um, has looked very, very good in, in this competition as well. And more than a few people have, have picked Villarreal to actually be the favorite in this and of course, it's it's not inconsequential winning the Europa Cup. That that punches your golden ticket to get into the Champions League. So, for Arsenal, who has zero chance at this point of finishing uh, in the top four for the Champions League, for Arsenal, um, these next few games that they're going to be playing are are just masked for the for the Europa Cup. Interesting, but and you know, going to the Champions League, you know, this the semifinals is just I never thought it would be like this. You know, PSG beating Bayern Munich, and when I wrote my articles, you know, I said PSG has the advantage as far as talent goes, but Bayern Munich has an advantage when it comes to a winning mentality and team chemistry because Bayern Munich is good like that, but it turns out that PSG had the resiliency and resiliency as well. That's Bayern Munich, but PSG had the resiliency. PSG had the focus and the winning and the team chemistry. I mean, all of a sudden, PSG had everything they need to win the title. And the question is, can they keep that up? I mean, Manchester City is going to be tough to go through. You know, just imagine if PSG can get past Manchester City. I think PSG can win it, no matter who they play. Well, I think PSG has a very, very real chance. I mean, they actually, they actually should have won the the home leg in Parc de Princes. They actually should have won like three or four to one, they just, they're unbelievably wasteful, uh, particularly Neymar, with very good chances in front of the, the Bayern Munich goal. Yeah, I, I remember, I was like, I mean, how do you miss that? I mean, it, it's, it's bad enough when Mbappe, you know, has a bad, has a bad miss. It's already humiliating like that, but. But, but, uh, but, you know, they were, PSG was a little bit lucky that they didn't get punished uh, even worse. Uh, and they were able to prevent Byron from getting a, a second away goal, which uh, would have turned the tide for the Germans. You know, and PSG's defense, you know, is very solid, re- resilient. I mean, this PSG's defense is really showing great promise. I mean, this is a team. I mean, they they uh, they made it to the final last year, um, and they they played really really well. Uh, they've had a little bit of struggles with uh in league on they're in a bit more of a dog fight they're actually in uh, kind of 
kind of a three-team dogfight with uh, Lille and Lyon. Uh, that are all the three teams are separated by, I believe it's just two points. Uh, so maybe the fact that PSG is not running away with league on like they've been doing for most of the last few years, uh, maybe, maybe they've got to be a little tougher, a little more, uh, ring smart, uh, in the end of all this. But, uh, but I do think with what they have, I, I think PSG has enough where they can theoretically win this all. Any one of these four teams has got the talent uh, to win it. Real Madrid, they've got the pedigree. They've got a coach who, let's not forget, has won. Zidane has coached three three champions of this. He's tied with uh, Carlo Ancelotti and um, Bob Paisley, the, the former Liverpool coach. You know, he's... He's a pretty rare company where he's won this thing three times. So Zidane knows how to win this. And uh, in spite of everything, in spite of having just a horrible first round in the Champions League, here they are. Real Madrid is still very much in um, in the discussion. They're in the semifinals. And um, I think at this point, the, the Spaniards like their chances with anybody that they're going to go up against in this Final Four as well. I don't know what's what's the more interesting match, PSG and Manchester City or Real Madrid and Chelsea. You know, f- as far as Chelsea goes, you know, better hope that Christian Pulisic can be healthy because they're going to need him against Los Blancos. I can guarantee you that. Well, Pulisic has been playing some really good ball for the last three weeks. Uh, he's been putting the ball on net, and, uh, you know, he was made some impact when he came on in uh, Chelsea's um, – FA Cup win over the weekend against Man City. Uh, he looked pretty good when he was out there. So uh, he's staying healthy and, uh, you know, he's looking very, very lively uh, in, in the goal scorers box. So uh, it's nice to see a, uh, an American player who has a chance. Um, speaking of American players, Zach Steffen, the backup goaltender for Man City, did not have a great game. Uh, the media in Britain really kind of took him to task on the, the Chelsea goal. They thought that he kind of uh, made a bit of a hash out of that two-on-one. But, um, uh, but yeah, it will be great if uh, Pulisic, along with uh, now making it to a, a second FA Cup final where he scored last year, first American to score at an FA Cup final. Um, I mean, hey, if he could make the Champions League final too, I think that would just be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely. I just know that we're in for surprise, and just hopefully this this whole thing gonna start blowing over anytime soon. So I just don't want I just don't want the I just don't want the game to be destroyed. I mean that would be catastrophic. Yeah, I mean we're just gonna have to see uh, what happens with this, and then um, on the subject of Chelsea, they've got. A pretty big game tomorrow in the EPL. They play Brighton. Uh, it's a big, big game actually for both teams. Brighton is trying to stay clear of of the drop zone, and Chelsea, of course, is trying to keep winning so that they can stay in those uh, top four Champions League spots. Uh, Liverpool, unfortunately, pissed away uh, one goal lead at Leeds today. So um, Liverpool just with a point in Yorkshire instead of getting the three points. So uh, Liverpool sitting at six points and, or excuse me, in sixth place. And um, 
Well, I tell you, it's just looking like it's going to be tougher and tougher uh, for Liverpool to to finish in one of those Champions League spots. It's difficult too because this win would have put them back in the top four. Yeah, now it was it was a huge. Yorente's uh, goal in the 87th minute uh, was his first goal of four leads. Um, Liverpool looked good in the first half. Uh, Mane's goal. Uh, that was produced off a really nifty little Joto pass to Alexander Arnold, who set Mane up to just tap her in. But um, but yeah, coughing up that late goal to Llorente, um That's that that's it's going to be another match. I mean, Liverpool, the type of season it's been for Liverpool, they're going to look back at a whole bunch of these matches and just scratch their heads. It's just you know. Um, it's it's just been a very very disappointing year, and um, it just the year can't finish soon enough if you're on the red side of uh, of mercy side. It's just tough, but we let's just hope that things get better soon. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, it was an honor for you to come back, and I can't wait to have you back on. Good to talk to you, partner. Everybody have a good rest of their week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.